after a two-week holiday, back. and this is episode 42, and we don't have any associated players with episode 42, we've just been thinking. Uh, so I'm afraid no player interviews for you this week, but what we do have is uh, is an action-packed show. We do indeed. Hunter's a, Hunter's a good stuff to talk about. Yeah. All kinds of stuff related to hockey and... Well, mainly related to hockey, yeah. Yeah, we've, we've missed a lot in the last week, so we'll try and uh, give it our take on everything um, and a couple of extra, you could call them, fun topics to to be had on the end. So uh, we'll see see how that goes when we get there. But uh, probably uh, serious stuff to start. Um, we've got four clan games to cover. Uh, and unlike the past few weeks, uh, unfortunately one win in those four, so uh, perhaps the form overall not heading in the direction that we'd like, although a couple of quite tough fixtures if you were to pick them. Yeah, I mean, pretty much of the, of the four fixtures, they were all, they were all pretty difficult. Um, we just kind of came into that that kind of stretch of the season where we had these uh, tough line of games coming up but um, you know I think probably now I think we're we're over the worst of it and hopefully we can pick up a wee bit of form heading into the playoffs yeah well that's the thing it's all roads lead to Nottingham I guess <laughs> uh, but you, you do want to be hitting good form some teams are starting to pick up in the past, I'm sure we've probably gone into the playoffs in decent form and been pissed, so uh, I think maybe in the one-off games it's not not quite as important, but you you don't want to be going in with, with a few losses, so hopefully we can pick up. But uh, first game we missed was uh, a 5-2 away defeat down in Cardiff on 27th of February. I'm pretty sure I would have watched the highlights for this, but everything's merging into one at the moment, so I don't really. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't really remember anything, so we're just going by by what we see in the score sheet and stuff. But uh, perhaps one positive is the 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 clan devil devil slayer Matt Haywood on the score sheet again, um, as well as Matt Becker. Uh, and and it was it was two each at one point there in the second period, and um, before Cardiff got a couple of quick ones and then one in the third. Always, as we say, tough to go down there and get get any win. I think maybe at at the at the stage of the game, kind of halfway where we're two each, you're thinking we could maybe get something. But in the end, I think Cardiff showing that they're just a wee bit too strong for us. Yeah. Possibly legs as well, feeling a wee bit leggy. Doesn't really help because that was, you know, kind of in the midst of we were playing three, four games a week, it seemed to that point. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that's a lot of games, and uh, obviously you're going to have ups and downs during that period. So, overall, not not a complete disaster, but again, coming away, coming away with nothing uh, down in Cardiff in the league, seemed to only be the, the challenge cup that we can beat them. Yeah, and of course a, a short-handed goal for Forney to open the scoring, which is <laughs> never, never great, but... Um, short-handed goal every game. We, uh, 
we have have conceded a, a few of them, although in the earlier part of the season, um, more so than recently, but uh, never nice. But um, yeah, Becca with the the man of the match. I think he's been consistently good. Another another goal there, and um, I don't think we could really praise Becca enough. We knew what we were getting, but he's just seems to deliver every year. He's now third overall points, well, joint third in total points this year. He's got 66 points from 50, 54 games, so flying. Stand up for Becca. Flying pretty high there, yeah. And in that 25 goals, so only Connolly is uh, ahead of him in, in terms of clan. Goals-wise, he's got 30, which is really good as well. Um, but yeah, Becca leading our, our points at the moment. Um, and he just he does it every every year. So um, one of those guys that you'd like to think we can bring back if we've already started those discussions and whatever else. Yeah, absolutely. He's a guy for the big occasions. Uh, you know, it's, it's important to have guys like that. Obviously, we've, we've talked at length about not having anybody really uh, last year that, that would say step up and create chances and score goals and it never it just never really materialised last year but um, obviously great to have him back but it'd be even better to be able to keep him this time yeah definitely he's he's one of a few that we'll probably come to in the next couple of weeks on our Who Do You Keep podcast Oof. <laughs> which last year was really quick but this year might be a bit longer <laughs> yeah that, that's that's um, the less that's yeah. a good thing. Well, it's just one of those things. Though you always kind of want to talk more about guys that you're never going to see again. Yeah, just, well, just yeah. kind of seems that way. Like, yeah, just for a laugh. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I just um, feel like you, you always kind of, you always kind of want to talk about guys that you don't want to see. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, we'll, we'll see who we do talk about when that time comes around. But yeah, certainly a few guys. Um, playing themselves into that that bracket. Uh, it was then on to uh, home and away series, uh, not in Australia, I believe it or not, but against the Guildford, who were still at that point the only team that we hadn't beaten. But finally, uh, we did crack them on uh, Saturday, the second of March. It was a five-three win in the end. And uh, I was at it, but I'm just sort of racking my brain to remember quite a lot of it. Uh, the highlight for me, though, the most memorable was Becca's goal to make it 4-3. Is that right? 4-3, yeah. I had one timer that came back out to him. It was an absolute stisha. <laughs> a peach. Yeah, brilliant. Um, a lot of skill because the puck was rolling on its edge. Um, mm. In one of those situations, you think hit it, but uh, good luck. But it actually flew past Fullerton, who we finally um, got the beating of, which was good. Um, good to good to actually get the win over them eventually. But mm. there were a few a few reviewed goals as well in that game. I seem to remember. Uh, yeah, um, I think so. Yeah, I wasn't at the game, but just so. Again, try to rack my brain from from the highlights. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. yeah and another prominent 
moment was towards the end of the game where we were killing five on three after I think it was Hallis decided that he would call Rumpel for a delay of game kicking the nets off with <laughs> one minute to go or whatever it was. Let's see what is the Is that yeah. Yeah, less than a minute to go. So I think it was it was five on three and they'd Fullerton pulled as well, so it was a superb penalty kill actually. Um and the the kill's yeah. really been something that's been working pretty well recently. But no, it was that was a great effort at the end of the game, especially with some of the attacking players that they've got. But in general the game was you know, I, I thought we did quite well. It wasn't a classic, which is you know, not something you'd always expect. They're quite a free-flowing team, but uh, there was certainly a couple of mistakes for the goals, um, especially their equaliser. I think it was a pass from behind our net that was just intercepted and played across into an open goal. But yeah, a couple of goals from Doucette, and um, he's really he's really flying as well. So just good to beat them. However, however it did, it did come really. Yeah, definitely. As you say, a couple of goals for the set. That was, that was good to see. Uh, Scott Pitt getting four assists as well. Becca, goal two assists. Bierum as well. well again, probably t- touch on his his form recently as well. But a, f- a fairly decent return as well for for a guy on what's you know supposed to be like third line type of thing. Uh, so no, it's, it's good to see that. Uh, Connolly recently. Just sort of looking through the games that we've not covered, uh, one assist um, in his last four games. But obviously, we know we know what he can do, and we know the type of player that Connolly is. Um, and it's again just that that thing of playing so many games. And in February, we did play, seemed to be a game every other night. So uh, obviously, that's going to take its toll at some point. But no, it's good to see you know the the top line uh, Stuka as well a goal and an assist there. Uh, against Guildford, so your top line guys are are performing, and that's that's really what you what you want to see. Yeah, I think um, I think Stupka's goal was a sort of redirection front of the keeper, and then yeah. um, they had to put his three one up, and you're thinking go into the third period with a two goal lead, but they scored almost straight away after the restart, uh, which was disappointing. But we did we did manage to hold on, and and after the they equalised in the third period. It could have gone either way, but um, we stepped up there and a wee power play goal as well from Doucette, which we'd been desperate for, really. Um, I don't, I don't even yeah. need to know what the power play stats were, but yeah, it was a, that was a good one. I think it just came after we were on a five-on-three and it went back to a five-on-four. But um, yeah, regarding Connolly as well, I think he's one of those guys that gives you a lot, even if he's not necessarily scoring. At the time, you know, he's quite a quite a creative guy, and he's always putting himself about. So um, yeah, definitely. He's always involved in some way, basically. But yeah, not 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 worried about him at all. Um, no. Glad we have him as ever. So yeah, five five three on the Saturday, and then he kind of thought, well, we know we can beat them now. We'll go into the Sunday, see what happens. Um, and it looked like actually for the majority of that game. As if we were going to pick up the, the four points and shut Guildford out at home for, I think, what might have been the first time. But equaliser with 
six minutes to go from Jordan Apt and then Ian Waters who always seems to score against us um, scored the winner in overtime so three points out of four in the end pretty good return it has to be said for uh, given that Guildford were, were our bogey team yeah agreed um, I think we were doing the predictions for that I'd, I'd said over the the three games, the Cardiff and both Guildford games, I said three points. But I did, I did say that I did say that we would probably get a point done in Cardiff rather than yeah go to, go to Guildford and get something. But no, I mean that was that was good to see. It was just a bit slightly disappointing that we weren't able to to hold out and then obviously uh, to not come away with two points after after overtime is obviously a bit disappointing. But um, so looking at the bigger picture, uh, getting three points here from, you know, three really really tough games is is pretty good going. Yeah, I mean we've definitely really struggled down there specifically. We've lost every game, I guess. Um, yeah. But yeah, certainly the the home leg. It's it's just because when you look looking at the the bigger picture now, there, one of the teams in prime location that we could potentially face up. Against in the playoffs, <laughs> it's definitely going to happen. So, um, yeah, at least we've shown that we can, we can do it. Um, Perhaps so, slightly different tactics wise there as well. Maybe playing a wee bit, a wee bit more physical with Guildford, and uh, but not to the extent you that you're taking penalties. Just kind of finishing checks, being a wee bit more physical. But you know, maybe that's maybe that's helped a wee bit. Yeah, and I, I think um, obviously being the higher seed, okay. uh, well, depends on where we do finish, but I'm assuming that we get the choice of home or away first, um, and, and I would always have the home game second in our case, uh, especially yeah. if it was against Guildford or Fife, or, or anybody, obviously, but I think we are, we have shown that we can be a, a good bit stronger at home, so... See how that ends up, but um, at least we've beaten everyone in the league, you know. So that that was the end of the sort of uh, kind of run of fixtures where we seem to have one every few days, as, you've, as you have said. Um, the next time we we did play was Friday there, so almost a, a full week of recovery and only one game at the weekend. Um, but unfortunately it ended in Another defeat, of course, Belfast, not one of the places that you might choose to want to go for one game over a weekend, and albeit finished in a 5-4 defeat, which seems pretty close. It's just, I don't know, it's disappointing when, when you are only playing one game and you think you're able to throw everything at it, but uh, it wasn't to be really in a, a wee spell of, of time where they, they got four unanswered, I think. In that second period, nah, that's nonsense. They did, nah. but yeah, totally ignore that. But they did. Um, the second period was where they, they, they beat us three one. I guess if you're taking it period by period, so yeah, they quite. Kind of, they kind of stepped up a wee bit at the start of the second period. I think you know again. <clears throat> so Jordan Smotherman scored the, the first in the first period the power play goal. Um, then we retaliated towards the end of the first period. Scott Pitt 
score a power play goal for us, which is a, rar- a rarity in itself. But, um, but yeah, then start the second period, Josh Roach and, and Darcy Murphy, a couple of goals for Belfast uh, inside the first eight minutes. And then uh, Deceptive pulled one back to make it 3-2. Um, and then two minutes from the end of the second, Blair Riley made it 4-2, um, keeping that two-goal advantage uh, at the end of the second period. Start of the third period, another power play goal for Clan. This time, Gerard Hansen uh, to make it 4-3. And then Belfast retaliated, getting that two-goal cushion again. Kyle Bond with their fifth. And then less than three minutes from time, Gerard Hansen getting their fourth. So it was quite back and forward, I guess. Like, yeah, piece, but, just um, never got cl- quite close enough. Um, yeah. Certainly yeah. threatened to, but yeah, in the end, in the end, not enough. Uh, certainly Hansen I think was a standout there a couple of nice goals one of them I think was a, a good a good re- redirection but putting, certainly putting managing to get four past Beskarawani was is not something that many teams do but seemed to have a a way of conceding goals in Belfast at the moment you know it's a bit like the the Challenge Cup second leg we conceded a few there uh, but just Never quite managed to, to claw it back there either. So it's a bit of the so close but so near yet so far story for us in Belfast the past few games. Yeah. Um, have we actually won in Belfast? That's putting me on the spot there. Nah, I, I can go back and check. I'll go back and check. I'm going to guess no, but that just seems to be another one of those places that we... We struggle a bit, but again, Pete Russell, I'm sure, went on the record to saying that that he felt we played quite well. I've, I've again watched the highlights, but obviously, whenever I watch highlights, stuff just goes. I'm kind of watching it, but not really, not really watching it at the same time. Um, one of those things, but yeah, disappointing. I think that's the end of our games against Belfast, as far as I'm aware. So yep. I won't be. Won't be sad to see the the end of them to be honest. Uh, although we do still have a couple against Cardiff, so not great, but again trying to put a positive spin on it. These are these have been tough games, so they've all come at come at once. Yeah. Just checking there. Um yeah, we've we've lost all all four games in Belfast. Uh obviously five four in the weekend there. Um lost four one before that. A few weeks ago, and then before that, it was just after Christmas, and that was a tight game. That was five four as well. That one, and then one at the very start of the season, and we lost six four. So I mean, pretty close overall. High scoring. Yeah, yeah, I know. I think obviously if, when we match up, you know, there's going to be goals, but yeah, slightly disappointing. Obviously, getting the home wins is is good, and then we had the hope, hope in the Challenge Cup, but not to be. Um, we certainly won't uh, be playing them in the in the playoff quarter final, unless unless we hit some serious issues. But so no, no, so so maybe the next time will be be in Nottingham itself if they get if we get there. So here's hoping. But no, so one win, one overtime defeat, and two two regulation defeats in those four games. Um, not ideal, but tough fixtures and. Hopefully going forward we can just kinda of put that 
put that to bed given that we're still in a strong position in the table. Um, yeah, it's just just a bit disappointing, but we have we did have a great run from December through to January, February time, so can't can't really complain too much. Nah, indeed. Yeah, as you say as well, still still clinging on to, to third place as well. We've still got a game in hand over Nottingham. We're only one point in front of them, but uh, everybody seems to be kind of grouping together now with the with the games coming thick and fast towards the end of the season. You know, it does make it a wee bit a wee bit more difficult for us given that we've got a home and away against Cardiff coming up soon as well. Um so you know that's they're gonna be they're gonna be difficult games. Uh, and obviously like you can see you can see Nottingham dropping points as well. Like that's not a given that they're gonna Yeah, absolutely uh leapfrog us, but obviously as we'll we'll touch on in a wee bit with the the Continental Cup stuff. Um it's maybe quite important that we make that push to try and finish third. Yep, definitely. Um, so, as you said, two games against Cardiff coming up, but before that, uh, we're at home to Dundee on Friday and it's the return of Stefan Meyer. So, uh, that should be a good night and I think um, I'm labelling that as a must win, uh, really, for us. I seem yeah. to remember last year when Matt Keith came back, we played Dundee and also won. So potentially getting ex players back is a good omen. So ex players back for the glamour ties. Yeah, got to take the the two points there, I think, and I'm sure we'll win as pretty strong favourites. But Dundee have been performing quite well recently, but uh, maybe not getting getting the results, and they're right in the thick of things at the moment for that playoff spot. Uh, Nothing's decided there at all. So. They've got plenty to play for, and uh, so do we. Yeah, that's it. As um, should hopefully be a good game. Both teams have got a lot to play for. Um, you know, Dundee have been unlucky recently, but you know they'll they'll come and they'll they'll try to uh, to get an upset here. But it's, it's up to us, and we know how well we can we can perform when we're on our game, and uh, hopefully that that should see us through that one. But yeah, definitely. I think two points is an absolute must there. I agree with you. It's unlikely we'll put nine into them again, I think, but anything will do. Any yeah. any doom will do at this stage. Uh, so I'm predicting two points there. Um, and I guess if we're struggling after a couple of periods, we can get get Stefan Meyer a pair of skates and <laughs> jump on. But I don't think... We're in the same desperate state as we were last year, where where I would have actually advocated giving Keith some ice time last I would, season. Yeah. I'd have definitely had him on the ice. Um, so yeah, Regard, regardless if he hadn't, even if he'd not skated since <laughs> uh, since he left us, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't want to on the ice. Are you planning to go to that one? Uh, yeah, hopefully should be there. Yeah, yourself. Ho- hoping so as well. Yeah, if not so, for. For the actual, if not for Meyer, then you know for the actual game. But yeah, it'd be good to go to that. Um, and then we are well. We've got a night off on the Saturday, uh, but Sunday we travel down to Cardiff, and then well, although we might cover it in the next episode when we do one, but we then play them the following Wednesday. So Sunday, Wednesday. 
uh, away then home doesn't really get much tougher, especially when they're, you know, technically still involved in a, a fight for that title. Oh, they've got a four-point cushion. Uh, they've got everything to play for, and we'll obviously have the, the chasing pack behind us. So, I've got to be honest, I don't think we'll get much from from the Sunday, but I'm more, more hopeful that we might be able to steal something on that. A cold Wednesday night in Brayhead. <laughs> on free sports as well, I believe. On free sports, yeah. But I'll, I'll try and get along to that one. Like, given that it's, you know, there's not many, so many home games left this season, and I'm going to be missing the Fife game at the end of the. the yeah, end of the I mean, month, it's so. just it's that game, and then there's a Nottingham game. Yeah. Right, and then Fife is the last one, so yeah, it, I'd like to think from. Certainly, those two we could we could maybe get a win, but in all in all honesty, it's I'm not that positive. Nah, it's going to be it is going to be difficult. But then you know if we you know if if we want to try and, and try and make the the Continental Cup, then we're going to need to pull out some performances from somewhere. Um, you know, and that could that could make the the league interesting as well. Um, if that were to happen. I think we'll we'll come on to the fixtures anyway for for the rest of the teams. But um, as far as as far as the weekend goes for Clan, I'm saying I'm saying two points. Yeah, and is that including Wednesday? No, that's oh, just, it's just it's Sunday. Just Friday, Friday, yeah. Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, I'm saying the same. I think I think two against Dundee. It's yeah. one of those things. I mean, if the two came against Cardiff, then fair that, enough. But I'd be disappointed to lose the home one. So yeah. Uh, I would be disappointed if we get two points and it came against Cardiff. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, so hope for that, and then and then see what it takes. As you say, uh, teams around us will drop points as well. So you got to just take care of our own business. Well, well, you mentioned it there. Obviously, it was announced today. I think about the yep. the Continental Cup qualifications. So the the third place team in the league will be given a Continental Cup spot um, this year Belfast got to the final of that losing out and then a couple of years ago Nottingham won it ok it's, it's maybe your Europa League versus Champions League type thing but uh, it would be something that would be, be great to, to be involved in again um, the Champions League stuff was brilliant I thought so yeah, any, any chance of of European games uh, I don't actually know where it is I've not looked that up uh, next year I don't know has it been announced where it is uh, I'm not sure next year not too sure yeah. but I believe it's uh, we would need to have Belfast or Cardiff win the playoff final um, for it to come down to third place I think right okay well I'd like to hope that one of those <laughs> two can do that but Probably no, I'll be a bit more about this, but uh, playoff playoff winners, Continental Cup. So if Cardiff win, if they win the league and the playoff and we finish third, then that's fine. Yeah. We're in. And I think because Belfast won the Challenge Cup, if they were to win the playoff final weekend, then that would uh, nullify that as well. So it would go to whoever finished third place in the league. Right, I see. Yeah, so... 
we're wanting those two to do do a wee bit of damage if it's not us obviously That's in true. the playoffs so yeah. thinking positively you know we're going to win the playoffs so yeah, but no, it was good. Uh, I I'm not sure where it is. Um, Belfast played the final in Belfast, which was, you know, good. Obviously, they, they had that home support, but it's been nice to get a, potentially a wee, a wee trip somewhere. So, see what happens there. But huge incentive to finish in that third position for all the teams. Yeah, definitely. Um, gives, you know, gives... Other teams something to play for as well. Uh, your your teams and your Guildford's of this world. And I don't know if anybody else can actually finish third now. I guess probably all of them still the way it's as close, so close. Five, I'm sure. Yeah, five. Yeah, maybe games in hand. Yeah. So, yeah, anyone but them really, you know. <laughs> so yeah, the other the other big big game over the weekend was or in my opinion, would have to be classed as the Challenge Cup final between Belfast and Guildford. And it was a, a really tight one, um, potentially closer than some people would have predicted, but Belfast getting the win in overtime, um, and that's two years in a row now they've won that cup, so starting to make it their own. But certainly a, a really good showing from Guildford, I think they can be proud of that one. Yeah, definitely. Really tense affair, close game. Although I haven't said that the first period, Guildford outshot Belfast fifteen to five, I think. So you know that's you could look at that and say that was pretty one way traffic. But I think for the for the rest of the game, it was it was pretty even. And obviously the start of the second period, uh, Patrick Dwyer opened the scoring for Belfast um, half a minute in with a power play, and then Guildford equalised just under four minutes to go in the second period another power play goal and that was it for for regulation time yeah, before uh, before the smother man pops up yeah of course the the 10 minute overtime period which we don't see in regulation league play there but um, scored with half a minute to go in that so again up till that point really tight and I think games like that are do tend to be decided by kind of special teams and things, and you saw both teams with a power play goal there. Um, you know, two really good special teams, teams, um, <laughs> so to speak. But yeah. uh, I think, you know, Guildford could have come out with that win there, and I think that would have that would have been a, a really successful season when you, you pair that with their um, conference win. That would have been a a real cracker given they've only been in it for in the league for two years. Yeah, definitely. Um just shows you the, the quality that, that Guildford have. Um and obviously they've sort of maintained that core of the guys that they had from, from last season as well and obviously they did they did really well then. So obviously that's got a lot to do with it, I think. Um you know, you see obviously teams like us with normally a lot of turnover year on year. Um and hopefully we can they can change out this off season because you only need to look at Guildford to to see uh, just you know how how well they've been performing. Yeah, and um, you know standout performances in there from the goaltender, especially Bess Grawani, and he's he's really I think been one of the main reasons for Belfast's 
consistent title challenge. Um, 35 shots faced there. Um, and from all accounts, you know, a couple of really big saves in overtime. So um, he's really been one of the main men from from Belfast. Um, and again, kind of shown it on the big occasion. But, you know, they, they've they've shown a liking for the Challenge Cup now. And it uh, was Nottingham for a few years, I think. Um, but Belfast going forward are going to be the ones to to beat in that competition and we, we had the chance in the semi-final I suppose but not to be so there's always next year but hopefully we can go one one step further that's it all you want is to be in the final can be anybody's exactly be anybody's in the final although knowing us we'd concede a couple of power play goals really <laughs> early doors and then be trying to claw it back Nah, we'd we'd wait to we'd wait to win back to full strength and then can see. <laughs> yeah, the old that old Straight chestnut. After. Straight after. No old chestnut. Um, yeah. Yep. So elsewhere then in in the sort of regular league games that we've we've not covered, we'll just just go over a couple of the the highlights quickly. Um, there was a, a a free sports game on the the same night we went down to Cardiff. Um, Belfast winning three one in five, but there was was a bit of a dodgy penalty call towards the end of that. I think and Belfast scored in the power play. I seem to remember when I watched that back. So five a bit unlucky there, um, but they did they did bounce back the next night with with a five two win over Milton. Milton themselves getting a a rare win on Saturday, which was. In the end, good for us against Nottingham in the shootout. Uh, always good to see Nottingham losing, to be honest. Uh, and kind of quite nice to see Milton getting the odd win. Yeah, definitely. You know, it does. It makes a it makes a difference down at the, the business end of the season. Um, it's good to see that you know, obviously Milton not had the best of seasons, but they can still come up with a surprise every so often. Um, and no, definitely that was that was a good one there. Yeah. Um, Elsewhere in the sort of tussle for playoff positions, Manchester beat Dundee and then Sheffield sort of thrown a spanner in the works of Belfast title challenge with a 4-1 win at home, which was a bit of a surprise to me, to be honest. Uh, although Sheffield have kind of picked up recently, I, I, I don't really expect Belfast to lose many games from now until the end of the year and Sheffield probably weren't top of the list to beat them in my opinion but so a bit of a surprise yeah it was definitely a, a surprise um, given obviously Sheffield's uh, form over the over the season I think that was their third straight home win I believe against Fife so possibly getting a wee bit of form particularly at home which is I guess what you, what you want coming down coming down the stretch yeah Cardiff themselves went rolling on there they back-to-back shutouts that weekend, 2-0 winning Coventry and then 6-0 hammering a Sheffield at home. Uh, so I think that's Bounds now well out in front in terms of goaltender shutouts, even though he was level at one point with the Mr. Rumpel. So, nah, I mean, he's he's solid. I was thinking about this uh, earlier that, you know, he's... One of the goalies that's so consistent, but I think the way they play defensively really helps them. No, I'm not saying that 
he's not as good as his stats, but I think they're a, a really professional team defensively. And that, that certainly all contributes to to these shutouts. It's a kind of team prize just as much as it is for the goaltender, I think, in a lot of cases. Um, yeah, no, they definitely take care of the puck in their, in their back end, which is, you know, that's kind of what you, what you want from your teams, really. But Yeah. And then obviously getting a, getting a shutout on, was it Friday, last last Friday, against Guildford as well? Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, another 2-0, so, so that's, that's what, you know, three, three shutouts in a row. With the exception of the Fife game. Of course, of course, so absolutely not in a row. <laughs> there's nothing, <laughs> not in a row, but... There's nothing in a row about that. Yeah, Fife running them close, um, as they do most teams, yep. up to Fife, uh, 4-2, but I mean, they're, they're really rolling now, Cardiff. I think it's hard to see Belfast been able to get ahead of them, although, you know, we've got a chance to to upset that that one there. You know, if, if we somehow manage to, to beat score. them twice, <laughs> well, yeah, score first of all, but, you know, if we beat them twice, then two wins for Belfast and it, it'll be back, back level again, so you never know, but I think Cardiff have just proved now recently why, why they have won it so often recently. Yeah, definitely. Um... I think as well, Belfast got a couple of couple of home fixtures against uh, Coventry. I think this weekend. So obviously they've got something to fight for as well. Uh, looking at the looking at the playoff situation, but yeah, you feel like, you know it's a couple of home games and the Belfast home record. You feel like they should take maximum points there. So I guess yeah, the onus is still on uh, Cardiff to keep grinding away and, and keep. Uh, picking up the two points every game. Yeah, and Coventry did manage to get a four-point weekend there, albeit it was was against Milton, but it certainly keeps them keeps them in that that pack there. When you look at it, you know Dundee on fifty uh, in tenth position, you know with, with a game in hand over Manchester, albeit they did they did lose that one uh, yesterday, so. Still, I know we say it every week, but it is really all to play for in, in that in that pack. Just really quickly do some predictions other than our own games for, for this weekend. So firstly, obviously Belfast, Coventry, as as you've said, Coventry on a three-game weekend, so tough one there. But Friday night, Belfast, Coventry. Belfast. Are we doing the two-word thing? <laughs> Why not, yeah. Belfast. Okay, yeah, hard to argue with that. Guilford, Dundee, this is Saturday now. <laughs> Guilford's game. I thought you were going to say Guilford there. <laughs> yeah, I think I've got to agree with that, so my two words would be Flames firing. Right. Um, Belfast, Coventry again. I mean... Belfast. Jai Yance. Jai That's kind of what their song sounds like, so we can get away with that. <laughs> Jai um, Oh, God, actually, watching the, watching the highlights, the Belfast highlights, the guy, I don't know who, who he is, the guy that does the highlights is just... Simon Kitchen, I think. It's just unbearable. Yeah. I, I think, I think he, he did play... I'm sure he played for maybe Belfast and GB a, a good few years ago, but he's 
you can't accuse him of, of not being a Belfast fan. Definitely not. Yeah, so nothing really wrong with that. But it's hard to watch as, as a, a defeated opponent. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put it that way. Milton against Fife. Milton Keynes. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, <laughs> Fuck it, man. Why not? Lightning. N- no chance. <laughs> um, <laughs> Still don't know. Pa- right. So, flyers for me. Flyers for me, yeah. Panthers, Manchester. Notice how I'm mixing up the names there. I should have said Panthers, Storm. <laughs> Manchester, uh, Nottingham Storm. Uh, yes. Oh, I'm going big cats. I'm going Lightning Jacks. No, I'm not. I'm saying Nottingham. Yeah. Um, and Sheffield Cardiff. Cardiff. Only one. Only one word required. Yeah. Or no yeah. words required in your case. Must pick. That's your two. <laughs> um, Sunday Panthers. Nottingham against Dundee. I would love to say Dundee, but so would I. But looking at that, I think, I think that makes our our Friday game really a must win because I see Panthers getting two yeah. wins there this weekend. Yeah, a couple of home games as well. Yeah, I'll probably go Nottingham. Yeah, same. But hopefully, you know, we can hammer Dundee so much that they need to bounce back on on the Sunday. But who knows? Uh, Coventry Fife. Uh, Fife for me. Going. Sorry. Blaze. Mm, nah, I don't know. I too. I can't. I can't think of a funny enough two words. So I'm just going blaze. Well, I said five. I said five for me. But you could. All right. Five. You could four. say five for me. Or yeah, well true. And you could say four, which isn't really a word. It's just a number. <laughs> so, you get away with that in a few accounts. Manchester Mountain. Surely it can't take that long to say Storm win. 3 1. 3 1, right, okay. Yeah, that's it. I was going to say Devil's Clan, but we've already predicted that. Uh, so, yeah, no, interesting. See what happens. I think, yeah, as we say with those Nottingham fixtures, we do need to pull out a couple of points there. So, all the best, yep. lads. All the best. <laughs> we had thought about. Going over a, a couple of quick incidents and news items that happened from the the past couple of weeks since we've not recorded, so now is a good time to do that, I suppose. Sounds like as good a time as any. It is, isn't it? Um, we've covered quite a lot of it already. But we have, yeah. Just a, wee, a couple of wee things to mention. Mike Will, former clan netminder, is now the first player to have won all three conference trophies. We've got to extend our, our congratulations to Big Mike. We do indeed. Um, played for the clan obviously for a few years. Has he played more seasons than games? <laughs> nah, of course not. Nah, he did. He did have a, a wee spell, um, obviously at Cardiff as well, where he won. Um, got a few games there, and I think last season as well, he, he played a bit for Guildford. So. Um, can't really knock it, you know. I would like to have that title myself, but that's never going to happen. So he he's got every right to slag me. <laughs> Sorry, you been then? But no, I think he's the kind of guy that always seemed like a lovely guy. But 
I mean, honestly, never, never really filled me with confidence when he went in the net. But no, uh, you know, he's he's one of three goaltenders at Guildford now, and really, I, I don't think he he's not not up to the level of Carosi and Fullerton, which is obviously understandable. But yeah, I mean, congrats all the same to him. A good a good wee record. I don't know who else is even really close to that. You've also got your. Barry McKenzie, who's played for all the teams in Scotland, but he's not not nearly a, a three conference guy. Um, See, I wondered if I wondered if uh, Ben Davis had. Oh, that's a good shout. That he's well, he's certainly won with us, and well, he won this year with Guildford. So has he won? He played what Coventry as well, and and Cardiff. Cardiff when he was younger. Yeah, maybe. It was maybe just before Cardiff started. Yeah, been decent. I think you're probably right. Because uh, Cardiff obviously had quite a few years where they, a couple of years where they struggled really before the new owners came in. So yeah, um, I think he was maybe only there at that period, but he certainly won too. So maybe he's one of the next next guys eyeing up that prize. Who knows? Could be the triple crown. Obviously, with that, Guildford winning the the patent conference um, for their first time. It's the yes. next week seg. Yeah, very good. Um, as we said, you know, if they had won that Challenge Cup, that'd have been a, a really nice wee, a wee season for them. But I think it's impressive for for anyone to do that just in their second season. But they've they've really recruited back most of their top players and. You know, not not really surprised. Obviously, they're not in the the strongest conference, uh, which is the same with us. But uh, you know, really, really good effort from them, and one of those things that guys want to win trophies. So, um, I don't really think they care how it comes. No, um, definitely not. Um, Considering as well that uh, obviously how good how good Manchester were there last year. Well, exactly, yeah. So I made it made it difficult for them then, but they've they've definitely um, they've stepped up again this season and uh, reaping the rewards for it. That's for sure. Um, just moving on then, we've got well, we've we've covered the the Continental Cup uh, potential for Clan. Covered the Belfast. One of the Challenge Cup, the only other, well, both of these are kind of linked, but it's to do with the disallowed goal uh, at Dundee on Sunday against Manchester. Now you you alerted me to this, yeah. so I'll, I'll let you have the floor. Yeah, well, essentially it was a shocker. There's no, <laughs> there's no other way to, to sum it up. I think it was 1-1 at the time. Um, in Dundee and Matt Marquardt has a a rebound he puts away the second shot it definitely I'm not even saying it maybe I'm I'm 100% in this it hits, it hits the back bar Gin or Gin or Jinner or best goal in the league however you want to say it <laughs> um, you know it's a great shot it goes straight past his, his glove hits the back bar and comes out Um an angle that the putt couldn't have come out at had it hit bar or post again in my opinion but 
Interestingly, if you look at it's Toby Craig that's the referee there that waves it off. If you actually look at it in the highlights, he's not really paying attention to the first shot. He's looking at something else, and then he looks back to the, to see the second shot. Um, and okay, maybe maybe from that angle, fair enough. Uh, it looks like Barrow Post. So anyway, it's waved off, and so as the rules say, the, the play carries on until a stoppage when they can go back and look at it. But uh, Manchester got the other end and score. Um, so you know Dundee aren't happy, obviously. Uh, play stops they go and have a look at it so it can go one of two ways it either goes 2-1 Dundee if it, if it counts or 2-1 Manchester if it doesn't I think if it's given to Dundee then they, they have to wind the clock back that that amount of time that they've played but cut a long story short they, they wash out the Dundee goal and Manchester one stands but the, the angles that you see in the highlights and I'm sure the referees must have had one of them available. Uh, it's very clear to me that that goes in. Um, you know, it's not. There was the Connolly one down in Nottingham, I think, a couple of weeks ago. We had that that maybe wasn't clear, but this one, I think, from all angles, to me, is clear, um, and is a game changer. In the end, Manchester win the game, and the yeah. D from from a position of being potentially two one up. Uh, go two one down. Then shortly after three one, I think they they lost their concentration. But yeah, I just thought it was, you know, understandable to rule it out, um, in real time. But to then look at it and think that it's not gone in, albeit we don't know exactly what angles they've had, but they must have had something conclusive. You know, it's it's been ruled as no goal, so they need conclusive evidence to overturn. But I don't think it can get any more conclusive than that. Yeah, especially from the highlights and obviously some of the angles that, that are shown there. I think it's it's pretty straightforward yeah. to see that it is a goal. Um, obviously, I, I mean, it's easy for it's easy for us to to sit here and say it's it's definitely a goal given five or six different angles that we had to look at it. Whether that's the case for the for the referees or not, I'm not sure. I would say that they're probably not getting those. Yeah, no, I think I think they're definitely not getting the side on, which is a good angle. But they're almost certainly getting the behind the goal one, which is is just as conclusive as any to overturn yeah. that. Um, yeah, I would agree. So, because I think that's the kind of standard camera position that all the rinks have. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not it's not the directly bar down onto the line type thing, but it's yeah, it's good enough. Um, in Dundee, you know, they've had a quite a few unlucky decisions really. I think obviously Pasha mentioned it in his his post match interview that they, they've had a, f- a few go against them recently, uh, either disallowed goals or or you know, good goals that are wiped off or goals that they they thought that were not given kind of thing. Um and it, I suppose it ties in with Recently at Brayhead Arena, you know, there's been a few times when we couldn't even go to goal line technology because it's not working, which it's just not good enough. Uh, you know, it worked in our favour in the Guildford game. Uh, certainly both teams had, had goals go to review and they stood. But, you know, assuming that 
the camera angles are right. I think the Dundee incident was a shocker, but everywhere's got to make sure that we've got the right the right camera set up and working, because otherwise it's just nonsense. Yeah, I agree. It does sort of bring up the the whole goal line technology uh, debate again, or it's not really a debate anymore, it's just you need, like, there's no two ways about it. Like, every team needs to have it and it needs to be working, especially going forward. I think that's, you know, one of the main things that, that all teams should be looking at for, for the start of next season is to get to get this sorted and, and get it in place because we kind of have, you know, issues like like what we've seen at the weekend there where it's a it's a two goal swing kind of thing. Yeah. Um. So it's it's really unfortunate and it's you know it's maybe not something that you're you're going to see all the time but but like you say again the the one that we had with with Brendan Connolly shot uh, does the same thing hits the hits the post at the back of the the net and comes back out that one's given so you know is that is that a question of you know are, are the refs given the the same angles uh, at all venues or is it a case that the referee's just not seen it and if that's the case then that's yeah, it's, it's difficult to, to come back from that really if you're you know yeah you, I, I don't know it, it's, it's a difficult sort of scenario to yeah, I mean, there's there's two things, two things really. That the the first one being that, you know, it's different from if you compare it to football, where if you look at you look at video footage like that, it's quite often extremely easy to see. You know, fo- yeah. football's not isn't used video replays for the ball over the line as such at the moment, but um, you know, if you looked at it, you'd be able to see because you know the ball doesn't travel as fast and things like that. There's not as many obstructions in ice hockey. The puck can easily be obstructed by the post, the back bar, the net, whatever, um, and it's going at speed. So quite often, maybe you don't. It's harder to get to get settled on a frame that shows something conclusive. But how do you, the fans are obviously not going to know what the referee's reasoning is. You can just see him explaining to the bench what he's thinking and obviously they're not not too happy but yeah you know it's it, not it's not over the top either it's not um you know i, I don't think that that pasha or any of the stars players seemed completely irate that the goal wasn't given so i think you know it's it's obviously a difficult situation for uh for everyone involved but you know just uh, looking at it given the, the angles that we've seen um it's definitely a goal yeah yeah, I'd be very disappointed if it's against our team. So, um, yeah, just a a bit more consistency, and maybe it would be good to to know somehow what what they thought about that. You know, did they just genuinely think that's hit the bar? But quite often, as is the case with a few other sports at the moment, you just won't know what the referees, you know, what he said. Yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. think. The coaches are allowed to really disclose what's what's being said exactly, but um, yeah, mm-hmm. it was just poor and um, kind of a game changing moment uh, and in a quite a big situation in terms of the playoff. So not not great. It doesn't look great, but yeah, it just seems to be Dundee on the unfortunate end of that. But you know, it does it's kind of swings and roundabouts at times. I'm sure they'll get another couple before the season's done. Where Maybe they go, they go for them. So, 
Not much yeah. you can do, you can't change it, but yeah, that's what it is. I guess um, that's it then. Yeah, I think I think we can move on to our, our two kind of additional challenges you could call them. No, challenges. <laughs> they weren't that hard, but Challenge uh, we've got we've got two um two questions that we, we posed Julie. The first, which is probably not as fun, was picking one player from each of the other elite league teams that would have at clan. And then the second was, was a, a sort of a football, cr- hockey crossover question. So we'll come to that after this. But I think we'll start with the player from each each other team that we'd have. Um, yeah. If you want. Yeah. And I guess that. we just alternate it, really. Uh, I had done the teams in alphabetical order, so Belfast yeah. were up first. I guess you can... You can go first. Who would be your player? I, I kind of, just before we do it, I kind of thought about having a bit of a team like, positionally from everyone, but then at the same time I didn't. You know what right, I mean? Okay. I picked a goalie and I picked some defensemen and I picked some forwards, but nothing yeah. strict really. So. That, yeah. well, I, I guess I did as well, then, but it was just sort of more... I wasn't yeah. really trying to think about it too much. It was just more... Guys that, guys that you've seen and you you really like the look of, and you would, you'd be more yeah. than happy to, to see them at the at the clan in the in the future. Yeah, and of course most of them are probably obvious, but it'd be interesting to see <laughs> if there are any differences. So, you fire away first with Belfast. Right. Okay. Uh, Belfast was a this was a difficult one for me. You know, obviously they've got a, a team full of talented players. Uh, I had four names. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. The one, the one I'm going to go with, it has to be, it has to be Beskaravani, really, for me. Just given that he's, you know, he's definitely, you know, one of, if not the, the top uh, goaltender in the in the league. You know, he can pull off some world class saves and uh, keeps Belfast in, in big games as well. Uh, so you know, for me, it's that's that's a no-brainer pick. Yeah. And who were your honourable mentions there? Honourable mentions, uh, Kyle Bond. Really like the look of Kyle Bond. Right. Josh Roach. We're talking about defenseman. Um, yep. Putting up hundreds of assists. Yep. And perhaps a surprise. <laughs> surprise pick, Jordan Smotherman. Right, interesting. Well, he's been a really good signing for them. Yes, and that's maybe why I think that's maybe why I had him listed here because you know he's a guy that they, that they've picked up, you know, halfway through the season, and uh, he's come in and he's hit the ground running, and he's he's settled right into that team there. You know, it just shows you that there are guys out there you can find during the season that can come in and, and contribute something. Obviously, we've we've done it with the set, obviously, but it just meant. You know, in previous seasons gone by, you're sort of struggling to look for players, and um, but you know there are guys like that that are out there. Yeah. Well, I mean, it would be no surprise that we probably agree on this. I've gone <laughs> best Gravani as well, although my second player was Pat Dwyer. Okay. Uh, yeah. I just think when I've seen him, he just looks as though he's played at the level he has. If you know what I mean, you know, uh-huh. he just looks like a really really clever kind of high end player. So he was my he was my other but I think it's got to be 
got to be Besco, so. Um, so we're going Besco there. I would agree there, yeah. That's good. Um, Cardiff, now, again, you could probably pick quite a few guys and you could potentially go a bit left field. Um, but for me, just based on everything, it's got to be Joey Martin. Um, oh, yep. Just because the question is, who would you like to see at Clan? I know that he can do it in the league. He's done it for years, um, you know, without fail. And I just think he's he gives you goals, assists, plays in the penalty kill, um, and experience in the league and stuff. Yeah. And he he would be my pick from Cardiff. All right, I get that too. Really difficult to just pick to just pick one of these guys. Um, one of them was Joey Martin, and the other one you probably won't be. Surprised to hear is uh, Gleason Fournier. Yeah. Um, but I think they're, you know, pretty straightforward picks. Uh, for me, you know, Fournier offers a lot. You know, he's he's at the ta- the top of the table in terms of points scored, loads of assists, but also contributes a lot of goals as well. Um, just like, again, just another sort of great all round player that that Cardiff have found. Um, but yeah, Joey Martin. I mean. What else can you say? He's just, just a great all-rounder, isn't he? Yeah. He's just, Especially for a wee guy as well. Yeah, for a wee guy. And as you say, he's done it year in, year out. Knows the league. For me, I'm happy to go with Joey Martin now. Yeah. Okay, we're, we're solid so far. Um, Coventry Blaze. Right. Coventry. Again, again I've got two here. <laughs> I don't think I, I don't think I had one for any team. You're joking. No, that's no, that's a lie. I did. Right, okay. Right. Um, the, mo- the most the most I had for a team was three. Okay. Uh, and I've got that twice, but I wouldn't review that yet, so Okay. Yeah, right. Coventry. Okay. Coventry. So the two guys I've got one of them top point goal scorer, top point scorer in the league, Ben Lake, for me. Nikolai Brunisvin, partly because of the name, but also he's come in and he's he's looked really good. You know, the, the couple of times that I've that I've seen uh, Coventry this season, he's he's looked quite assured. Um, seems to be a sort of, I guess you could say, or you could kind of say Cameron influence at the back, but given Coventry's go, uh, goal scoring and uh, goals conceded uh, rate, you would maybe think otherwise, but. Um, just looks a, a really solid player um, fits in well in the league and obviously he's got a cool name so that's that's my reasoning for for Nikolai Brynisfin but yeah, if I was going to pick one it has to be Ben Lake for me yeah I've got Lake <laughs> I wouldn't be around the bush I've got Ben Lake um, just last year you know you noticed him he, he was impressive put up a few points um, was a bit of a kind of agitator, but this year he's just kind of gone to another level. He's what seventy odd points, something like that, from fifty games. You know, he's in a few fights as well. He stands up for his team, and he's kind of just seems like one of those big game guys. So yeah, for me it it was kind of pretty easy. I think as well, yeah, Brennan's when I looked at him. 
and you do notice him as well. Scored uh, quite a few goals, I think, from, from the back end. A big shot. Um, and you don't see many... Was it Norway he came from? Yeah. You don't see many guys from Norway in the league, so he's definitely no. standing out, um, having a good season. So good pick-up for them, but got to go Ben Lake, I think. Yep, agreed. Dundee Stars. And for me, there was... Well, okay... There was maybe one or two considerations, but I didn't consider them enough to write them down. Uh, it's Matt Marquardt for me. Not the quickest guy, I think it's fair to say, but seems like a proper kind of captain-type figure. Really strong in the puck. Scores goals, huge shot, and plays plays you know quite a few situations as well. Um. I think he's really been the standout, although they, they did have, obviously, Bouchard earlier in the season, but he's now out for the year. Um, I quite like Brian Hart as well, but I think Big Marquardt, for me, is the guy I, I would want to have. He's that power forward that you don't get many of now, so that that's another reason. Yep. No, I would, I would agree with that. I think Marquardt is that, that power forward that we've been talking about. Um, yeah, it does lack a bit of pace, but... Uh, <laughs> pace. It's funny to say pace, isn't it? <laughs> but, yeah. Well, he, 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 more than, he more than makes up for that. Um, he was one of two that I had here. The other guy I had was Charles Cochran. Oh, yeah. I like wee Charlie. Wee Charlie, boy. Um, like he's, you know... Especially recently as well, I've noticed that he's he's been stepping up. You know, a lot of the a lot of the point scoring in Dundee has been coming uh, from him recently. Um, obviously, as you mentioned, with um, Bouchard being out as well, and you know they're already not. I better be careful what I say here, but like sort of talent-wise, not up with the with the rest of the the teams in the league. So it's it's good to see you know guys like that they can. They can step up and, you know, again, just guys that have, you know, seemingly come from nowhere and yet Pasha just uh, seems to pick them out of thin air and come over to the elite league and seem to perform really well. Um, you could argue Omar Pasha in a certain, <laughs> well, yeah, you in, could. in a non-player role, but yeah, just as a, a good guy to have about. But, yeah. To be honest, yeah. I, I actually had noted... You know, I, I'd thought a wee bit about coaches, obviously like Lord and Kiefer, the mm-hmm. big names, but also, you know, obviously Pete Russell's done well this year, but Paul Dixon at Guildford. But for me, Pasha's just got that thing. It's just, I think he's really likeable and he seems to, you know, he's got good contacts in terms of finding talent. Yeah. I think with a bigger budget, Pasha could be, you know, do some do some damage in the league. Not, not saying that, I want Pash, you know, Russell's done a, a really good job and um, exceeded expectations, I would say. So happy with him, but I mean, for for other teams, you know, if you look at yeah. like Sheffield, where maybe their coaching situation's not too clear for next year, but um, guys like Corkin, I think, could really excel in kind of more elite teams. So yeah, interesting, but yeah, we're agreed there on, on Matt Marquardt, I think. Um, moving on to, to Fife 
Uh, is this me this thing? This is you, you're up. Oof. I think that, well, the obvious choice, the obvious choice would be Scott Arson. Oh, would but, it? Would it? But I'm going to, I'm going to go with uh, Brett Bulmer. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm guessing you've done the same. Yeah, we'll see. No? Right, okay. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, obviously just a previous NHL experience, uh, you know, he's, he's one of a, a number of, a number of good forwards that, that Fife have. Um, it can be difficult, I guess, to, to sort of single out one of them, but I just feel that any time he's, he's been playing against us, he, he seems to stand out uh, for me, Boomer. You yeah. know, contributes a lot um, points-wise as well, so for me, it's, it's Boomer. You could argue we are say back if you, if you wanted, but... Yeah, well... Um, I'll hand it over. I, I didn't have Arson. Obviously, I really liked Arson when he was here, but if you're asking me to pick pick a player, I had two. Boomer was my second. Uh, so, I mean, it, it means that he's going to be picked, since it's the sort of consensus. Um, well, I'm, yeah, I'm, willing, I'm willing to listen if you've got a good... I think um, he is really talented, and when he's playing well, he can be one of the best players Um Maybe not quite in the league, but he's as good as, as good as you'll see. You know, he's strong, scores, scores goals, fights, big hits and stuff. He's, he's a real power forward. I think, and you can tell he's played at high level. When he started to play well, Fife have played well. So, the number one I had was Paul Crowder. Yep. Okay. Uh, I just he's kind of, that kind of lazy style almost. <laughs> But I think he's just really been very good every time I've seen him. Uh, he's been injured for a wee bit now, but um, I don't know, there's just something about him I like. A, a big guy, but um, skillful and puts up a lot of points. Um, I don't know, there's just something that I quite quite like about him. But, I mean, given we, we've we both said Bulmer, it kind of has to be him. With right. Arsenal and Crowder honourable mentions, but... Sticking by the format, it, it's it's Boomer. It's Boomer. Um, Guilford. Um, I mean, obviously we're kind of the Guilford fan club here, but could rhyme off a few of them. I had. <laughs> I had three. I'm guessing this is. I was going to say. I'm guessing yeah, this, this is one. Of, this is one of my threes. Yeah. Um, in third place, I have got Cruz Reddick. Oh, now that's a surprise. I have to say that's good. That's good. One surprise. Again, he's just most of these are based on times that I've seen them on TV or whatever. Otherwise, highlights and things. Yeah, scored some brilliant goals. Um, seems to be a real team player, but a sort of go-to guy in terms of face-offs and things like that. A really reliable centre, which I think we've not really had for a while. So. Mm-hmm. I think he would do a good job for us, obviously for most teams, but he's at third place. Second, I've got John Dunbar, just because the X Factor. He's the kind of wee, skillful guy that every team wants to have one of, and you're guaranteed points, basically. There's not much more to say. Really good to watch, exciting. Um, so he's he's my number two, but you know I love a... I love a, a mobile defenseman, so it's got to be it's got to be big Cali Akrid, number one. 
the guy can can't really do much wrong in my eyes. I'd love to just watch that shot every week at Brayhead. So yeah, he he's he's number one, but the three of them, I think, as well as, you know, Ian Waters, but he doesn't do it as much for me. But you know, Jesse Craig as well. But yeah. accurate for me, number one. Okay. I mean, I, well, I've got three here as well. Possibly, well, possibly four if you want to add. If you want to add Ben Davies in recently. Mm, yeah. I think he's been really good. He's up to game recently. But yeah, in terms of in terms of your top three, I've got John Dunbar in third, and then it's a toss up really between Cruz Reddick and Kelly Agra. <laughs> and again, just you know, for for all the reasons that you've that you've mentioned, um, it's difficult to pick for me because Reddick obviously. Is that kind of centre that we have been missing? Can I get it puts up a load of points as well? And then on the other hand, you've got Accurate as another mobile defenseman puts up a load of points as well. So it's it's a difficult one to pick for me, purely on a purely on a, a cool a coolness factor. <laughs> I would say Cali Accurate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Have so we agreed on that? Yeah, he's in. He's in. So we've got okay. we've got Besco, Joey Martin. We'll recap. We'll recap. Yeah. Okay. Right. I was just going through it. So, uh, anyway, right. We'll do it at the end. All right. Um. We'll rattle. We won't rattle through. But I realise we're kind of priming on. But Manchester. Manchester. There's only one man really for me. Yes. It's Mike Hammond. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to argue with that. Doesn't really yeah. need much much explaining, does it? Um. No. We've Honorable. seen. Him. Honourable mention to Kieran Long, actually. Yeah, completely agree with that. He, he, there's not many Manchester players that I would want. He's one of them. <laughs> uh, but Hammond, yeah, we know what he can do. Mm-hmm. You know, guys like Moffat are have been good, but they. Yeah, he's they're not. They're not. Yeah, they're not as consistent. Hammond has done it the last few years. Um, okay, they're a struggling team. It's a bit harder, but. I still think there's guys that stand out regardless of who they're playing for and I think for both of us Hammond is that guy so he yep. slots straight in. Um, Over you for Milton? Milton, now interesting because obviously statistically the weakest team but a couple of guys I like. Now we've already picked a goalie so I thought we, we would go with Besco when I was doing this so um, I had Patrick Clean as an honourable mention, I think, in a in a team that's a bit more solid. He could be best goal in the league. Um, mm, I don't know if I would agree with that, but all I, right. I don't know. I, I, I just think I, I feel like those games that he has, um, and it, it could be it could just be that he's that he's uh, with Milton, but. For me, there's there's games where you saw again. It's, you're just kind of looking at the box score, and it's not doesn't really look great. Um, and obviously, he's facing a lot of shots uh, some nights. But you know, there's there's other games that I kind of look at it and think that's maybe you know I don't know. Yeah, it's okay, difficult. Okay. It's difficult to say. Obviously, I haven't not seen a great deal of the guy, but yeah, he's not um, in. Sorry, right. he's packed, but. He's not in, but okay. I'll, I'll accept the, the honourable. Um, I have got another two then. Okay. 
in a kind of quite close second place just because I think he's been a sort of what would you say like a kind of unexpected star is George Golovkov's um, cool cool name cool name and I think a lot of skill and could could really be a dangerous player and a better team I think playing with Latvia as well so play at a decent level I think he'd be a good pick up for somebody else but number one has to be Tim Wallace uh, I wasn't really sure what to make of him with Sheffield but I think it's obvious what he brings to the team I think he's just a real kind of solid performer and gives you that that threat on the power play and uh, defensively pretty pretty disciplined so Wallace is my my pick obviously the player coach there so yeah I just don't know I think he's been really good this year alright I, I um, think um, just the last thing was that Sheffield maybe didn't quite appreciate what they had last year because you know they weren't quite as bad last year as they have been this year um, and it maybe wasn't wasn't adapted to the league as much but I think if he was still at Sheffield they'd, they'd be raving about him yeah okay yeah I don't I didn't have Tim Wallace then just because it, like, he didn't for me he didn't particularly stand out last season at Sheffield um, so you know if he's going to if he's going to come to to the clan is he going to stand out there I get that he's a good all round player obviously he's and he's done really well for uh, for Milton this year. Um, I don't think there's any don't think there's any doubt about that. Especially games against Clan as well. We've seen him. Uh, obviously, I think he got that um, get a hat trick in that six <laughs> one. The ill fated TV game. Six <laughs> one drubbing. But for me, it's your man Golovkov's former fun. former KHL. Former KHL player um, from, I think last season actually. So, uh, bags of experience there. Latvia internationalist, cool name, very cool, all round quality player. I would suggest that it should be Golovkov's. Absolutely happy to go with it. Right. Um, I think you know. I think he was a really good signing for Milton. You know, he, he does have that KHL experience, but. Just seems like the kind of guy that slipped under the radar a wee bit um, with some of our teams. So yeah, big George is in for Milton. Georgie Podgy. That leaves uh, two teams only: Nottingham and Sheffield. So this is where I think we might have the biggest, the biggest uh, split in opinion. But you're up first for Nottingham. Right. Well, I bet you me. just named the exact same guy. <laughs> For me, it's a no-brainer for Nottingham. I know who you're going to say, and I've not picked him, which is good. Right, okay. Okay, well, it's, I mean, the the league's top goal scorer, Alex Guptill, and I don't need to say any more about it. Just because he's the league's top goal scorer? Absolutely. I have picked... It, who do you think I've picked? Uh, now, there's a, there's a question. Uh, let, me, let me quickly bring up the Panthers roster. Now this guy, just I think from seeing quite a lot of the Nottingham fans talk about him and stuff, they really rate him. And 
uh, I don't know. I just a couple of times when I've seen him, I thought I thought he's looked looked really good um, and has played at a high level. So that's a wee clue. But do you want to know who I've gone for? Let's see. Could it be? Could it be John Rowe? It's not John Rowe. No. Is that a defenseman? Yeah. Is it Tommy Hughes? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's Dylan Olsen. Okay. Massive shot. Uh, he's always looked kind of threatening offensively, I think, and from all accounts, pretty solid defenseman. Um, so I just wanted somebody like that in the team. Uh, real size and pretty mobile as well. So I just liked 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 him when I saw him. So he he was my pick, but you know it's hard to it's hard to ignore Guptill. Um, given that he's had a great, a great first season. Yeah, I don't. Nottingham are just we're one of these teams that I never really gave a lot of thought to. I guess. Yeah, uh, no, I understand. Just I understand. Purely because of Guptill and his, his goal scoring form this season, but yeah, um, yeah, got Guptill's in. I, I don't. Nah, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> right, I'm, right, we'll pick him. I'm quite happy to go for right, we'll with Dylan Olsen because. We do. I mean, we've got we've got Joey Martin and Ben Lake, Mike Hammond, Brent Bulmer. That's your yeah. They'll get they'll yeah. get you goals. I suppose yeah. Agreed. Um, so Dil- Dylan Olsen goes in. Right, and finally Sheffield. I've got two guys. Um, one is a. In fact, they're both Brits, and it's Ben O'Connor and. Robert Dowd, Dowd for just the fact, obviously being being a Brit, but a real kind of standout Brit for me for years. I think he's yep. he's really, you know, really dangerous. A great shot and one of the elite elite British players. I think he's always going to get you goals. Another one, Ben O'Connor. Obviously, doesn't really need need much of a description. I think he's probably one of the best defensemen in the league. Maybe not defensively as as good as some others, a bit like Akrid, but uh, oh. a really skillful guy and somebody who's always gonna create chances for you and score goals. So it's between those two. What about yourself? Alright. Um for me I've got two as well. One of them is a Brit and one of them is Ben O'Connor. Yeah, again just kinda the reasons you touched on but also noticed that a noticeable difference. Uh, in Sheffield from uh, from when he when he returned from from Sweden, um, I think they they picked up a wee bit initially when he came in. It looked as if they were going to they were going to kick on then Sheffield, and obviously they they've kind of been stuttering here and there. But I felt like the the addition of Ben O'Connor definitely helped lift the, the team at, at the time. The other one for me is uh, Scott's brother. Yeah, Josh. 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 Pitt. Interesting. I just like I, I like the look of him. I like the way he plays. Again, not not a guy with, with a huge set CV behind him, but then he is he is still quite young. He's only twenty six. First time in the elite league, you know, and he's you know forty four points in fifty six games is uh, not to be sniffed at. But for me, it's not it's not about his point scoring as well. It's about his overall play. I think he's quite good on the forecheck and can be physical when. 
when required. So for me, I quite like the liquor. Yeah. Josh Pitt as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's done a good job for Sheffield. One of the standouts, maybe in in a poorer team from their point of view. So but yeah. seen as seen as of both said Ben O'Connor, it has to be Ben O'Connor. I think I think just yeah. So, um, in terms of a, a recap, then that was quite good. We had Tyler Beskarolani, Joey yep. Martin, Ben Lake, Matt Marquardt, Brett Bulmer, uh, Callie Ackerid, Mike Hammond. George Golovkovs, Dylan Olsen and Ben O'Connor. It's a decent team, that. It is a decent team. Well, not, not a team, but some decent <laughs> signings in there. It's a decent 10. Yep, absolutely. If we if we got any of them, I think I'd be pretty happy. That's, yeah, yeah. That's the standard there. Um, that's I'd be pretty happy, that's so. We'll send that off to Gareth and the likes. <laughs> and obviously, anybody that's listening to this that cares can agree or disagree as they like because um, I'm sure there will be some change in opinion um, we could have swapped out a couple of guys there I think but yep. in the main you know probably semi predictable so uh, but one thing that won't be is I think what we should probably round off with now this is our football section but we've got a bit of a hockey theme in it now of course just before we actually do that team we might as well discuss quickly just the, the recent spate of of pitch invaders uh, in the in the real football um, from Grealish at the weekend getting getting a right hook to what was it was it Tavernier yeah at Hibs the guy came on there um, seems like every week there's a different fan getting himself onto the pitch for whatever reason. Uh, you you can't really see that happening in ice hockey because the first first step they take on the ice they'd be on their arse yeah exactly but well, yes, you, uh, I guess you've seen it you've seen it sometimes guys running out of the pitch it's been a wee bit a wee bit slippy in there yeah yeah but they'll be on their arse as well so not, not without the realms of possibility but uh, definitely not likely to see it you're only likely to see a, a confrontation if it involves Matt Nicholson yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, just just to sort of quickly touch on it, obviously we've had incidents of people throwing stuff. Um, yeah, of course that as well, yeah. Coins, uh, bottles, etc. Uh, from the stands and, uh, and then obviously you've got guys running on, kicking the ball away or shoving players or uh, giving them a, a wee sly jab. And ultimately, it's just, I mean, we don't need to say this, but obviously it's not on. Yeah, people how probably haven't tuned how, in. How do, you kinda, how do you go forward from it? Well, that's that's kind of the main, the main question. Uh, you know, is there going to be, are you going to have end up with games behind closed doors or uh, stands shut or, you know, what's the, what's the next step? Because obviously it is difficult to, for when incidents like this happen, it's difficult to, so I know what the, what the right thing to do is. Yeah, I know. I wouldn't really pretend to know, but there's, you know, it's been discussed about should the teams be liable or should it be a, you know, the the thing that happened last time was it not the the law that was brought in about the sectarian stuff in football was that did that not come about as part of some sort of semi recent incident? But 
I don't know, I think it's just more of something that politicians will talk about, but may not be much much action going on. I don't know what the solution is, but yeah, something that, if that's becoming a weekly occurrence, then, you know, what's going on really? Yeah. And ultimately it's just, it's going to affect, it's going to affect the clubs as well. Um, especially, you know, if it's a, if it's a stems down to, to lower league teams as well, and uh, that could become an issue for in terms of finance and stuff like that. But obviously, that's a, a matter for for that particular time. But uh, obviously, it's been mainly high profile games that's been happening so far. Yeah, and games on the TV. Now, of course, a lot of the time, TV games are on TV because they're high profile games. But um, of course, it, it, that one that happened down down in England, but it's not really reflecting well up here when we don't really need it in terms of other incidents going on and stuff, so yeah, I, I don't know, I won't even suggest a, an idea because it'll just be nonsense, so um, I guess all we can say is that hopefully it's sorted by the people in charge, so um, yeah Hopefully there'll be hopefully there'll be no uh, run on to, to fight with our clan football Exactly. So just to finish off, we we had challenge number two, and that was to come up with uh, eleven players from the current clan team and form them into a football team based on well, maybe maybe based on attributes or maybe just instinct, which is what most of mine are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I guess why don't you just well. I've gone for a four-three-three formation because <laughs> uh, I did think about formation. Yeah. Um, I've gone four-three-three. Have you gone for a four-four-two? I've went for you. You could say three-five-two or five-three-two. Right. Okay. Uh, interesting. Um, why don't you run through your team first, and then I'll go through mine. We'll see how shite it is. Right, okay. So in goal, I mean, obviously, it'd be, it'd be kind of silly to pick somebody that's, that doesn't play in goals. So for me, it's Joe Rumpel. <laughs> okay. He's got he's got a height. He's got good reflexes. Um, that's kind of what you need. What you need for a goalkeeper, so... Yeah, okay, fair uh, enough. Pretty steady pick. Steady. Um, a back three, then. Interesting, yeah. Three centre backs have gone for Tyson Wilson. <laughs> Just imagining this, that's why it's funny. <laughs> yeah. Tyson Wilson, uh, Matt Stanish, and Mikhail Gutfeld. Okay. Uh, that's my back three. Yep. I was kind of channeling Celtic circa 2003. Okay. With this kind of formation, so. Uh, yeah, fair enough. On, on the road to the UEFA Cup final, so. I've got a couple of wing backs. Yep. So on the left, I've got Rasmus Bierum. Mm-hmm. Bombing up the left, and then bombing up the right, I've got Vaclav Stupka. Okay. Because nobody's catching him. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they're not. Uh, I've then got a sitting midfield player, I've got Brendan Connolly. Mm-hmm. To play that, that Scott Brown type role. <laughs> yep. Obviously, Scott Brown wasn't in the 2003 team, but you know what I mean? Just that yep. kind of guy that yeah, sits, no. soaks up the pressure. Mm-hmm. 
and then I've got I've went for Matt Becker as a sort of Iniesta type player yep. uh, in, the, in the middle <laughs> of the park who'd and have then, thought Matt Becker compared to Iniesta but <laughs> I know exactly what I said it's yeah. just your imagination doesn't it mm-hmm. and then the other centre mid is it's a toss up really from, from me between Jared Hansen and Scott Tansky okay and then I've went for my two up top I've went for uh, Guillaume Doucet and Scott Pitt it's a good strike force that so quite happy with that that's a decent side that'll do some damage well, yeah. sure. But but I've gone slightly different, which is good. That is good. Um, in goals, I've got Gary Russell. Okay. Just because he's from here and he's got more of the footballing gene <laughs> than the Canadians. Oh, you're right, you're right. Than the Canadians. So Gary Russell for me is in net. Yep. Uh, and obviously he's got the kind of Polish influence as well, so uh, he'll be able to, to keep the box clear and sort of stand up Rus- Rumpel comes across kind of more timid than Guy Russell to me so I want <laughs> I want balls into the box dealt with so Rusty is in goals for me okay. I've got a back four yep right back I've got Rasmus Bierum okay bit of pace some ability can get up and down good engine left back I've got Gerard Hansen just strikes me as a left back Bit of, just a bit of Swedish flair, but yeah, you know, fairly, fairly good defensively. Um, I'm not having two fullbacks that are completely bombing on as wingbacks, so I need a bit of cover when Bierum goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also I need cover for my two centre backs because I've gone for two ball playing centre backs. <laughs> I've got Tyson Wilson in there that you had. Yeah, I think quite calm on the ball. But can go forward, mm-hmm. and I've got Travis Earhart <laughs> because he's got height, and he's kind of quite a quite a composed guy. The odd mistake, but I'm hoping that the pace, the pace of Bierum mm-hmm. and uh, the sort of solid element of Hansen can cover for any time Earhart goes up. I'm seeing him as a sort of Almost your, maybe your, your John Stones esque. So I makes the odd clanger, but quite comfortable on the ball going forward. Okay. Type, midfield, we've got two sitting players. You've got Scott Tansky, just because he's the utility guy, Mister Hundred Percent. Yep. And you've got Brendan Connolly for the same reason as. <laughs> Breaking up play, annoying <laughs> people, interceptions, um, and some ability to take the ball forward. Yep. Um, just behind, I'm playing a front three, but just behind the front three, I've got Doucette. Has plays with some defensive responsibility, but knows where the net is. Yes. So uh, for me, I'm wanting him to score goals, but be aware of what's behind him. Um, and it gives my front three a license, a license to go. I've got uh, on the right. I've got Stuka, because I'm yeah. wanting pace. I'm wanting sheer pace. Get the ball in the box. Maybe not the most skillful or the most ability, 
but that pace is just yeah he's got to play as far up the pitch for me as possible on the left well this is interesting it's a bit fluid because Becca and Pitt are mother two now Becca right. obviously is good in terms of the supply but then so is Pitt and Becca's maybe not quite get the pace that you'd want up the wing so Pitt maybe takes that with Becca up top yep. but then Pitt's maybe a bit more physical so can hold hold the ball off a bit so mm. they're kind of interchangeable but uh, that's my team so maybe not as free flowing going forward as you but uh, I think certainly um, pretty pretty solid balance there yeah definitely um, two, two cracking teams I hadn't even thought about <laughs> is that a Scottish or English football uh, sort of gene aspect I guess yeah I mean I, you could. I mean I've got I mean I've obviously I mean the rest of these guys are all subs but I had like I had like Matt Cowlett as your sort of uh, your sort of young player that they would come off the bench for like 10 minutes to go yeah when your team's 3-0 same here as Messi yeah same here as Messi. Uh, Matt Haywood as well. I've got him. I've got him as as a sort of left mid. Uh, yeah, yeah. We Haywood. I've got Sully as your sort of backup to Brendan Connolly sitting <laughs> in the midfield because I think he reads the game well. Yeah, he does. He does. Sully. So um, for that reason, he's in there. It's funny uh, that the Brits just weren't considered as much, <laughs> even though. If you actually did this, they'd probably be first picks. Oh, definitely. I know. I know that's a, that's quite interesting. This, but so you had you had Earhart as a centre a centre half. I would I would see him more in the the kind of mould of uh, like a Pogba. I think he's got a he's got an eye for a good pass, but he's also got a heavy shot on him. Mm. Whether that can transition from stick to foot. <sighs> Is uh, obviously remains to be seen, but yeah, that's up in the air, yeah. Uh, Just like most of the touches of the Canadian player, <laughs> exactly. That's it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Difficult to place a couple of guys. Fitzy didn't really know what to do with him. Nah, Fitzy's nah, I'm not having him. <laughs> not having him. He'll get sent off in the first three minutes. Yeah, well, yeah. Booked, yeah, he'll get booked. First challenge, he'll get booked, and then he'll be tiptoeing around the rest. So, yeah, yeah. found it difficult to place him, difficult to place Jack Musel, yeah, um, difficult to place Craig Peacock, yeah. No, I agree with that, but you know, I don't know. Other than that, I'm, I'm relatively happy with my team, yeah. What we'll do is we'll get football manager and we'll create those teams <laughs> with, yep. With the ice hockey stats in place of football stats and run a wee simulation. <laughs> that sounds excellent. It does. We need to find somebody that can be arsed doing that. I can <laughs> I can think of a few but I won't name any names. Um So yeah, I guess that's a good place to round up. We've been cracking on for nearly two hours there, so Jeez. Well uh, I'm sure if anybody's still hanging on then Fair play, yeah, but um, enjoyed that one. A bumper edition probably won't be like that every week, but yeah, definitely fun times. So, 
I guess thanks everyone for for turning up, and we'll we'll speak to you next time. We'll speak to you then. Cheers. Ta-da.